uh, due to work. And, and now it's like the first time, probably six months, we got a show that went off on time as scheduled. Like, this was good, Zach. Like, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> uh, sorry, that, what a way to kick off the show. Welcome, everyone, to Little Room Sports Talk. It is Monday, January 18th. Uh, yeah, so look at that. We got the great Chad Catcher back here, Macaulay here, and we got the great Zach Rothenberger um, as well. I love, I, I gotta start coming up with some better adjectives for, you know, descriptions for you guys. I can't say, oh, the great this, the great that. Like, come on. I, was just say, I don't know what I'm so great at, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, dude, you're fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. Fantastic Zach. Sure. Uh, oh, no. something, we'll come up with something for you, too. I don't know. Just call me nutjob because I, you know, I'm rogue out here and, you know, everything green and yellow. So, hey, your team's still in the dance and ours didn't even make it make it to the to the dungeon or the, the gauntlet, whatever the hell you want to call it. We weren't even invited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun during the draft this year when we do that again. When Chad, you going to do the Kuiper thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll bring the glasses back out and put the suit back on. Oh my God! You have to enjoy enjoy yourself every once in a while, right? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And, and speaking of enjoying yourself, so to the point of why you're back on with us, you got a new job. So congratulations, Earn Thank order. you. Thank you. Um, yeah, and yeah. And Joy, I don't know if you want to tell us about your job. It's in the sports realm, so you know the audience might want to hear about it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I left the little kids. Um, well, that sounds weird, but coaching, I left coaching. Whoa, whoa. All right, dude, dude. All right. So, Chad, why don't you tell us the job you had before? Because I don't think you ever told the audience that. So, you know, and if you picked up an all right. audience. All right, so I was a youth baseball coach and instructor. Um, so I left that job. Um, I'm now uh, working for a sports mem- memorabilia company um, called Hunt Auctions. Um basically we just we just sell um a bunch of of sports memorabilia that people consigners will bring into us um and then we'll put those into um lots for online auctions um and then you know we also do as a company buy our, our own our own things to to sell um for example like we're going down the super Bowl for two weeks uh starting next tuesday yeah, no. just don't so, be, be more nonchalant about it. I, I, I I'll hype yeah. you up. Yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl, Jesus! Like that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm yeah, there. so I. Well, that's, we got trust you know, in the chat, by the way. What's up, brother? Me, Kieran, me and you have been talking for a couple of weeks now, and it's like, if if the Packers get there, that is when the fun is going to begin. It'll be so fun. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, bring the Devontae jersey down. Maybe have it in the stadium for you to bring the good vibes. Maybe even I know you're gonna have to wear the Rodgers jersey yourself, but I'd say you could throw. I could bring that one in too. Yeah, that one's gonna stay up here on wash. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, look at this! Yeah, we got Trust was was chatting, and he's good. He's happy to see you back, Chad. What's up, Trust? How you doing, buddy? Um, all right, so, so let's jump in. Let's jump in. We got a great show. So as you can see, we're obviously doing a lot of NFL divisional recaps and. Yeah, all right. I won't be biased on this show. I know, obviously, I'm wearing it, but I won't. I won't wear it through my my words. Uh, all right, I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. Additional recaps, though, um, and then there's obviously going to be a lot of NFL coaching hires. So, Chad, you're obviously the next or two of the last or the last two um, of the coaches left, I should say, or whatever positions left to be hired for coaches. And then, uh, and it's funny, Zach. I feel bad, man. Your birthday was last week, and we couldn't give you a happy birthday shout-out. So we're going to talk about your birthday at the end of the show. You know, uh, give you a little, little hype-up, you know? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, thank you. But was it, Before we get, you know, I don't want to just blow vibes. Dude, was it a good birthday? 
Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, had some uh, had some of my uh, family, you know, famous baked ziti for dinner, so that was delicious. Oh, lovely. You know, lovely. and uh, yeah, nothing crazy, just uh, kind of, well, what, what can you do in 2021 right now? So yeah. not too much. So yeah, it was good. Perfect. So, so we'll jump into all that. We want to hear from the chat as well, as always, uh, on this Monday night. Uh, but let's, let's get things kicked off uh, with a little clickbait. Zach, you want to get us started? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so clickbait. So, you know, I say this all the time, but Sports Illustrated reads clickbait as well as ESPN, some of our other notable sources. So there was an article that came out this morning that said Drew Brees is, you know, retiring following the plane sale. But the Plains, the Saints playoff run is Monday. Um, you know, while everyone is thinking that, and no one, he didn't come out and, and retire yet. And this article literally said that he is retiring. And like, yes, we all think that, but it's not official yet. And they made it seem like he's done. And at the end of the article, the last two sentences says he has not made his official statement yet. <laughs> After I read this, and, garbage. Zach, you want to know the funny thing? The, the one person who has confirmed that report is Jay Glazer. That's right. Glazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. That one report a year. Yeah. But there it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that shooting star once a year. Part of my take today literally was like, yeah, Jay Glazer reported it, so like, we don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I oh feel like with, with the way it all set up, by the way, trust his birthday tomorrow, so we got to give him a birthday shout out. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I mean, we could, I, I think Drew Brees is done though. I mean, we'll obviously jump into all the games and stuff and, and probably bite into that apple a little bit more in the show later. But I mean, I don't know what you guys think just off the top. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's over. Yeah. And a hell of a career too. Oh yeah. No, probably one of the I'm, best ever play the game. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, I don't, I don't know how Drew Brees gets away from this because we do it all the time with, with Brady, but like. You see the regular season where Brady just refuses to throw the ball down the field. Like he's old, he's he's saving himself for the playoffs. And you actually did see a couple more shots in yesterday's game down the field. But but Drew Brees didn't. I don't think he threw one pass more than twenty yards. So like no, when you get to see that, that's when you know a quarterback's getting to the end. There is like the yeah, maybe their mind is still there. Yeah, like you know he he makes the decisions he's making are still fine. They're still good decisions. It's just he doesn't have the ability to throw the ball down the field. So it's, it's tough. Um, all right, about that real quick. So I found, seriously, we talk about clickbait. Um, and for anyone that's, oh, yeah, did, did anyone do any fantasy? Let's, let's go to the chat real quick. Let's entertain that real quick before I do my clickbait. Um, do you guys do any fantasy basketball this year, Zach? I know you usually play that. I used to do it for like eight years in a row, and then I recently – Stopped. I've gotten on the hockey bandwagon. <laughs> so uh, I did fancy yes. hockey this year with some random people I don't know just for fun. And uh, that's been interesting so far. So I'm learning. You know, it's good. Yeah, we, we uh, play each other tonight in 30 minutes. 7.30. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. 22 minutes, actually. Um, All right, but to that point, let's uh, – right, I'll go to my clickbait real quick. So it's funny. I, there's certain times you see it. And I'm actually glad. This show is almost like therapy for me in a sense because when you see something that's just so bad, it like makes you want to vomit. And this might be one of the worst articles I've ever seen. And I was also trying to explain before uh, what clickbait is for the new uh, viewers in our audience. But what it is, we find articles or tweets or, you know, things of that nature and call them out when we just know all they are for clicks. So this is right at the top of the list. It's funny. This is a perfect example. Uh, baseball hasn't exactly worked out, according to this U.S. Today uh, or, or U.S. Today 
um, sports article. So could Tim Tebow come back to the NFL, perhaps with his former college coach, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, you know, the whole Florida reunion? I mean, it's it actually is special, like, when you see these articles, because it really proves to me how anyone can write anything on the internet. I mean, when you really, I mean, like, like it's that just out there. I mean, really, and, and I would love to know how many people clicked on that. I would love to do like a brain survey and say how many people believe that. Cause that would really show us how many stupid people are on this. Well, not really, but it would just, it would give me some type of snapshot about how many stupid people are in, in maybe Jacksonville. But I mean, it's like, Oh my God. I mean, right. Yeah. Tim Tebow is 33 years old. I think he's, you know, he has, he hasn't been in the NFL in quite some time. So is it it's focus? That's it. This was a gem that you found. That's for sure. I try. Yeah. That's it. So real quick, before we jump into the, the recaps, um, speaking of, you know, Urban Meyer being uh, hired by the Jaguars, there were a few, I feel like between our last show and this show, there were a lot of head coaches being hired. Um, obviously, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Uh, Staley went to the Chargers. Dan Campbell went to the Lions. Robert Sala went to the Jets. And Arthur Smith went to the Falcons. So, I mean... And then obviously, Chad, you guys, the Eagles are still open and the Texans are still open. And then there's rumors today that, you know, Josh McDaniels and you guys might be a thing. And then you interviewed Todd Bowles, I think, this afternoon. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate you taking up his Monday afternoon today. That actually really means a lot to me. So I really appreciate that. I hope you bring him back for a second interview. Make him at least work for a second interview this week. Can you call him back? Call him back. I thought we had a good time. Be- it was a first date. If we're calling Todd Bowles back for a second interview, like that'll give me way too much anxiety. So I, I hope we don't do that. But you really helped me out. You don't have to hire him. Nah, Sometimes it's a second just, date that people don't realize. Is it, that they is it bad that I don't want to hire anybody? I kind of I just want to watch. on hinge. There's a second date I got, you know, cut away. I mean, you know, it, you know, it can be just all oh, you can do a clean break. Yeah, you'd help sure. me this week. Sure. I mean, maybe the only thing he could be good for is that, like, we caught we were caught off guard in a year that we didn't think we were going to have to hire a new coach, and then we can just bring in a new coach that we're going to fire right away anyway. Like, that's pretty much what I'm expecting anyway. So, like, maybe Todd Bowles is the man for that. <laughs> and then, did you see the Schefter tweet today saying that like there's sources around the league saying that the Texans' job is like toxic and like no one want no one even like wants to interview or take it? Like, come on, that's kind of clickbait, I think, in its own right. Yeah, but I mean, we're 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 indulging into a a part of football that we've never seen before, which is more like basketball. Um, I mean, you've seen all that with Watson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's some stuff. Like, it just doesn't happen. You don't see quarterbacks like we saw it with Le'Veon. I was the the start of it, um, but you don't see quarterbacks. And granted, he hasn't done it yet, but it just seems like he's going to. You, have, you don't see quarterbacks that are just like, nah, I'm not going to play for you anymore. So, Okay, but so I think here's – like it's tough, right? Because I know you're right, but I also think – I don't know what's going on in that building. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. Because, like, like, let me just – I'll kick this back. Let's say I agree with you, but what happens when he signed that huge deal, part of that contract with something like – some type of clause, like, yeah, you get some type of say in moves, right? Like, and then he, they didn't give him say in moves, and then he felt like that contract was breached. He's like, I'm out of here. You breached my contract. I want out of here. Like, like and I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm just saying – I'm just playing devil's advocate for the sake of a dialogue. But, right, like – because I don't know. But it, I would argue at least – and the reason why I'm at least making the argument, not just to blow smoke up everyone's rear end – but I feel like, right, the Texans, and Grant, a lot of this was Bill O'Brien, but a lot, 
They made some really stupid. They have no draft picks. They have no money. Right, like it is literally the worst type of job to take. Like it's going to be a five. It's like a program in college football. It's like under sanctions, right? I mean, what Bill O'Brien did trading with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like they're, they're horrible. Well, no, it's terrible. That's what you're 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 laying out exactly why the job is toxic. <laughs> I know, but you're, you're, getting, you're, you're, you're getting you're, right? like, you're getting no players, no players from an offensive or defensive standpoint. You're getting no picks. In the, in the next three years, and you're getting a team with no money, and then you're losing the, the only player on the team is the quarterback, and you're about to lose him too. So, oh, you're changing a lot. He's like 90 years old. I know, it's bad. Yeah, you could trade him for picks, yeah. It's bad. Right, I mean, that's, also, that's what you're going to have to do. Real quick, what, do you, what would you think of Josh McDaniels going to the Eagles? Um... I personally, of all the candidates that are left out there, like I, I think you roll the dice with with the Patriots guy. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, and the Giants still did not have a winning season, you saw the tides turn when somebody came in there and asked for some accountability, or you know, not just asked, but made you have some accountability. Um, so that's the kind of thing you get from from the Patriots organization is is everybody's going to be held accountable, and, and maybe that's something that the Eagles need right now. So, like, that's that's all I got from, from that standpoint. I, X's and O's, I, I really don't think the head coach out there is out there that can be better than Doug in that aspect, which is why I'm still upset that we fired the man. But you got to roll with the punches now. Um, and I think, yes, accountability is something that we are looking for, and that's what you're going to get from a Patriot hire. Zach, what about your neighbors? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with what Chad's saying for sure. I feel like that's a pretty common theme in that Belichick uh, coaching tree is the accountability thing with, with other coaches we've seen come out of his um, network. And, uh, I mean, I, I like Eric the Enemy still. I mean, I know that's like a hot name that's been around for two years, but I think he'd be, he'd be really well um, in Philadelphia. And I know, like, and Chad, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know how you feel about this, but I know Deuce Daly's name was brought up. I, I don't know if I see him more of a head coach type person, but I think he'd be really good for the culture, and he's that's been his life as, as an Eagle. So I think the players would respond really well to him. Um, I don't know what your thought is on Deuce. So, so I I really like Deuce as a person, as a coach, all across the board. I like him. The reason I don't want Deuce to be our head coach, and it sounds very weird and just about how I am as a fan, but I don't want Deuce to go through the scrutiny that he is going to go through being the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. He just doesn't deserve it. Like, he would be walking into hell in his first ever time taking over a team, um, and basically, you correct it, you're fine, great, and, and he'll be well-respected, but if he's not able to turn around the bus that's, you know, crashing into seven other buses currently, he's going to get, he's going to get all the blame and, and then everyone's going to hate him, which is just, you don't want to see that. So yes, I love him as a person and as a coach, but I think it'd just be a wrong, the wrong play to give him the reins when uh, there's nothing there right now. That's a valid point. You know, and a lot, something that a lot of coaches probably don't think about, you know, so it's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, I found Dan Campbell to be an interesting hire, right? Because I feel like how many – like, he's almost one of those guys in, like, like, a Hall of Fame inductee that just feels like he was never going to get in. But, like, after so many years of, like, his name being brought up and then being passed over, right? Like, but he got a job with, with Detroit, obviously, in the NFC North. But um, I'm interested to see how that hire goes, too. 
Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. That was a kind of a surprise. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise hire for me too. I don't, you know, I don't. It's it's interesting. I don't know if that necessarily makes them a better team. It just I know. It, I, to be well. fair, I'm like putting. It's kind of like I can't, like what is there really to say? It's like I guess we'll see. Just like you know, normally with the Lions, where it's like oh, it's, it's gonna be really. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. Sorry. No, no, say it's contingent on what they do with the quarterback and what happens with Stafford if he's, you know, if he's still there or whatever. So I think that's like a package deal type type thing. They're like, you know, so. But, I just didn't know we were talking about the Lions and so. I know. Well, you never know where this show is going to go, right? I mean, you know, we got Lions, Tigers, we got Sabres, right, Zach? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at Playing that. Playing hockey. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. In the hockey series. All right. Um, I'll tell you, let's move into the divisional games, though, right? I mean, that's that's what that's what the, the nitty gritty of the show is, anyway. So let's get all right. Let's dive into it. Um. All right. I'm not going to be like guys. Let's no, can't can't be be like that because you gotta. These moments are rare. No, because no, be, no. They, they, you know, it's funny. Actually, this is a perfect way to just dive into the segment. I've got a stat for you that I found out today that I, I was not expecting to find. Um. Hmm. The Packers, you just to your point of like saying like you know it's hard to get there. Packers have made the, the last seven NFC championships. They've made the last four. Wow. Yeah, they've won zero and, of those. Well, they've all been on the road. Sure. So. so no, but to that point, I'm not, and this is not me trying to like you know be be cynical or, or be uh, unappreciative or whatever. But like, where the, the way I look at it is, it's okay. It's the second game of the tournament. Like, we have been there. We don't win this game. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I mean, that's where we are. I, yes, I, I'm excited. Like, I'm not – look, like, because, right, we're doing a show in March or April, and we're going to be, like, whining and crying about how there's, like, nothing really interesting going on and stuff, and, like, how I wish Temple had made the tournament and how I'm going to be just sitting watching Packer highlights in the spring. But, like, you want you want to keep this going. It's like I, I, I've gotten off this exit four times in a row. Like, I, like, I, I want to keep going, like, on the, on the turnpike. <laughs> it's it's nerve wracking, but that that's kind of what the playoffs are. I mean, we've all been there with not just you know our football teams, but just all of our teams. Like it's not it's not uh, the easiest thing in the world to go through a playoff run as a fan. But it's it's all the emotions you go through are just incredible to me. Like you have you have the sheer joy that you don't get in most other aspects of life. Yes, you know, like you find a girl that you love, you marry her, blah blah blah. You'll, you'll get it then. But for the most part, you don't see you don't see that kind of emotion and thrill outside of sports. Um, so you have that, and then you, just the, the sadness. Like it's it's just a different type of of I don't even know. Over it's like it's not it's not someone in your family dying, but it's damn near close. Like you you see me on your couch. Yeah, like you see me on your couch after the after the Eagles last game of the season. Like it's it's. I'm like a half of a person. Yeah. I'll never forget. I always think about this story at the 49ers game uh, last year in the NFC Championship game where the Packers got their doors blown off. And I remember going outside at halftime because the game was already over at that point, just sitting out on the light, like just like on the balcony, just like staring off into the night. And just, I think it was class. And I just heard him like inside this music. Like, Is he going to be all right out there? And I think it was what you were Joe Pierre, like, yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. It's, you know, it's, it's going to take us some time. Like, <laughs> Um, all right, so real quick, before we dive into this game, let's go into the chat real quick because we haven't we haven't talked to them in a second. Um, so, Chad, you got you got the the crew here. Um, what uh, what are you thinking about the the Sixers real quick in the playoff chase? 
Um, well, what was that, Basil? Yeah, of course, he's asking irrelevant questions that make no sense at this time, but I'll answer it. Um, uh, it's been a while. Give the people what they want. It's all right. No, it's, it's just, it's just the, the fact that it's Basil asking the question. That's really all I said. Um, the playoff chances, I mean, what, we're first or second in the East right now, so I'd say they're pretty damn good. Um, I, I will say this, though. Like, I really like this team. I really like this team. I really like the coach. Um, we haven't been able to see them all together for an extended period of time due to COVID. Um, but, like, they're just gelling. Like, they gel so well together. Um, and as long as Embiid plays, like, they, they seem like a really, really, really good team that, you know, it's going to be tough to, to push out of the playoffs. So, I, I, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, I concur. All right, so, all right, so let's jump. Let's all right. Let's jump into it then. All right, so real quick, before we do, actually, let, this is actually a good way to reset because let's pull up the the whole playoff tree, right? Before we just start going to the game to game. So here we go. We're in the final four, as they say. Um, wow, this really didn't update. I have the unupdated bracket. That's perfect, Karen. Good job, man. All right, let's just you know, let's move over to the next one. Championship Sunday. You can same idea, same effect, folks. Here we go. Ready? Because the winner is going to play the winner of the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. So, Buccaneers-Packers will kick it off at uh, 3.05 on Fox on Championship Sunday and then followed by Bills at Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champs, uh, defending their crown at Arrowhead. Uh, <laughs> look at those eyes, Zach. Whoa, my. I wish the camera caught that because I had the, the graphic up. You're f- on. You're feeling this Buffalo. I feel like Vince Vaughn. I'm like in Wedding Crashes. I'm like, you're falling for this fraud, aren't you? Like, <laughs> and you're like no, no, no. Like, I still – it's like – but no, I get, it, I get it. It's a sweet spot. I'm like, I do. I don't know what to do because, first of all, I, I this is not me being holier than thou and acting like the Packers are automatically going to win this game. Just pretending for a second if they somehow find a way to, to exercise the demons of the NFC Championship and go into the Super Bowl. I feel like Buffalo is scary, but like, how can you really? You don't want to play the Chiefs, the defending champs, like trying to win their. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I think either. Bills or the Chiefs, you know, I think, I think I feel like they're both pretty equally hot right now. Um, yeah, like the Bills are just playing out of this world right now. You know, they're really fun to watch. And Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are like just robotic together. It's like every game, at least like seven or eight catches for at least 120 yards and one touchdown. You know, it's um, just the chemistry is unreal there right now. And uh, it's good to see, you know, it's uh, not to – not like everyone else in the world, but it was nice to see the Bills doing this, and it was a good. It was good to see the Browns go, you know, go into the divisional round too. It's good to see those those teams with fan bases who have really been hurting for like 20, 30 years. So. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, by the way, Uncle Ricky, what's up? I, we gotta give him some love in the in the chat. Um, I was seeing the chat. I see, yeah, I did see. He was talking about Rogers hosting hosting Jeopardy. Excuse me, hosting Jeopardy, and then he's pulling for Kansas City now. Is he? Huh. Yeah. Which uh, makes makes a little sense after you know the old Bills uh, mm-hmm. took out the Ravens this weekend. Which which we gotta give him a shout out though, you know, right? Yeah. Um, but I'll say let's take a look real quick at this game. Uh, what, I mean, which one do you want to start with? I mean, we could. I had the Packers in my notes first, but let's do four games. Like, and it's quite frankly, I could throw this out the window. Let's just, go, let's it, just right? go. Let's just go in order of how they went. Packers right, were on. first. All right, let's do that. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So. To get the 32-18 W, it was interesting. I mean, it was one possession game with seven minutes to go. Uh, so it's one of those games right where the Packers had control. They're up, you know, 16-3. They're feeling good. But, right, it gets tightened in at the end with the 25-18. Um, 
I have, like I said, that stat that the, this is going to be their fourth NFC championship in seven years, but they've lost all of them. Um, I do have a couple other interesting things I wanted to bring up in this game, but I'll tell you what, I think there's so many different kind of like layers in this, but um, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to put it back to you guys. I feel like, right, we normally do these shows and I'm always the one, you know, it's like, oh, Karen, what do you think about the game? I'm going to throw it to you guys as a, as a non bi I mean, obviously I'll get my unbiased opinion on the show, but like what, what did you guys, what did you guys think first of it? I know for me, like I, I was never once worried that the Packers were going to lose this game, to be honest. Like I just thought they had it in control, even though it was one score. I, the Rams just, the Rams are one of those teams that to me, they beat all like the middle of the road guys. And every now and then they'll beat a really good team. And then sometimes they'll lose to a bad team like the Jets. And then, but the Packers are just like in a league of their own, I feel like, or they're in that top tier and the Rams just aren't there. So I was never really too concerned as a unbiased sports fan, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's, it's pretty spot on. Like I, no point in time during that game that I think the Rams were going to win. Um, but you know, it, the, the thing that scares you is that any, like a couple different players in that defense, can make a, a sizable impact in the game. Um, now, what I think the Packers did really well um, was I think the game plan for Jalen Ramsey. Um, and you don't always want to say, especially Devontae, because he, you know, he he talks himself up at this point because he's he is that good of a receiver where he can talk the talk because he certainly does, you know, walk. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But but um, you don't you don't necessarily like talk about game planning for a, a defensive back. And I really think they did like that, that um, little pass at the what, two or three yard line with Devontae to, to score his touchdown. Like that's not a play you've seen from the Packers. Like, and, and he was running full speed. Like that was designed for Devontae to run full speed across the field and Jalen Ramsey to get stuck in traffic before the play even starts. That's exactly what happened. Like you saw Ramsey immediately screaming at the rest of his defense. Like, dude, like, how are they supposed to know to move while Devontae is running full speed instead of a normal motion where the guy's running, you know, you know, 20% across the field. Um, and then there's usually even another like half second before the ball is even snapped. Now, like it was just right across the field, snap right away, boom, touchdown. Like it was that quick. Um, so I, I, I mean, I think they, they really took their time in, in preparing for this game. Um, and I, I just, like I said, like the, the Rams are a defensive team, and that's about the only thing that scares you with them. So once you shut the run run game down offensively for them, like there's just no not much hope for them. Even if Jared Goff, people were talking about his thumb, I think Jared Goff could have had a healthy hand, and it would have it would not have mattered a single bit. So, and and I'll tell you, it's it's interesting because I, I'll throw this at you. I think. There's different moments in the game, and there's a couple plays in the game, but there's one I wanted to highlight. It's when Marquez Valdez Scanley converted on that third and three, right? So you catch that pass on that like side, that sideways pass because of screen. And it's that second ditch. I'm going to play the replay of it here. It's that second ditch effort just to lunge over and get that line of game to, to move the chains. Because all what that did was it was two plays later. That's itself the Alan Lazar touchdown basically put the game away. I mean, that's everything. Um, you know, so I thought that was huge. I thought um, I thought Jared Alexander was fantastic. I thought he was the best cornerback out there. Uh, I also thought another play just that stood out to me um, was that Aaron Rodgers end zone throw, 
where Aaron Donald was breathing down his neck. The defensive line was caving in on him, and he finds a way to force that throw to convert on, with, to Alan Lazard. And it's funny, Chad, because you guys were talking about Jalen Ramsey. That was Jalen Ramsey on that play. Here, I'll put the replay of it again, and you can see, yeah, yeah it's Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to Oh, I forgot about that play. Yeah, that, that play, I, that was because obviously, you know, uh, obviously, but to me, I knew it's obvious that we watched the game together. Um, we're just talking like Rodgers just seems like no matter what, he knows exactly where to go inside the pocket um, with, with just no fear either. Like, you know, you, that's when you get the safeties in the NFL, most times it's not even the quarterback getting tackled in the end zone. It's the quarterback being in the pocket, not knowing where he is, and, and like being like, oh, crap, I need to throw this ball away, and throwing it away while still in the pocket, boom, safety. Like, like it's just it's incredible, the, the, the wherewithal he has inside of that pocket. Did, did you notice that during the game, the way he was throwing the ball, like it seemed a little different? Like when he would come through, he would like spiral it out, like so it was a little tighter maybe to get over the line quicker or some – There little was more some juice. wind. There was a lot of wind, so I think it had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Little things like that you don't see some quarterbacks do. And, and you know, just like, Chad, kind of how you mentioned just, like, how he already he knows where everyone's going to be. Like, he's just so calm, cool, and collected. It's like I've never seen a quarterback with just that much ice in his veins before. Like, he's just flatlined, it seems like, no matter what the situation. And he's just playing uh, blind. <laughs> so. and, and we talk – I want to bring this up, too. We talk so much about these – I mean, right, like, and, and Matt LaFleur credited all the players in it. Obviously, they, they remain part of this, but – he needs credit, too. I mean, look, think about real quick right now. It's his second year, still going on. He's got a 28-7 and record since he's been hired. He's 4-0 against the Bears. He's got two NFC North titles. Um, it's a, He's been in the NFC Championship both years as head coach. Um, it's the best start by a uh, head coach in Green Bay since um, Vince Lombardi. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, when you step back and think about that accomplishment, that history, that franchise, um, he needs a lot of credit. And it's funny because we talk about, I feel like he, unfortunately for him, everyone says, Oh, well, you're Aaron Rodgers. So like, that's why you're good. It's like, well, no, like it's the same people saying that were the ones saying that it wasn't going to work between the two of them because Aaron Rodgers wasn't coachable. And Matt LaFleur was just some guy who never called plays before in Tennessee. Right. Like it's, it's stupid. If anything, it's more credit to him because when you're given a, a quarterback with with uh, you know the resume that Aaron Rodgers has and you know the clout that he has, he uh, Lafleur needs Rodgers, someone like Rodgers, to buy into his system and and build that chemistry with him, and he did that perfectly. And you know, mind you, he did that in his first year with the torn Achilles. Remember in training camp? So he, <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot going on with those two, and for him to make it what it is it's really special and you're exactly right i think he gets lost because Rodgers is quarterback and and i'm looking at rogers i mean he had two you know two uh passing touchdowns one rushing touchdown uh he was 23 for 36 with 296 yards um you know i also feel the defense needs credit though too rashawn gary was great uh zaria smith was great preston smith was really good getting tipping passes um getting active i i they looked they looked all right i mean but you know, to that point, Jared Goff threw some balls on some ropes, right? I mean, like, are we – I actually will punt it over to you. This is my interpretation. This is not me trying to make myself feel better about myself. But, like, did – I don't know. I thought Jared Goff played pretty well. He looked like a guy well, trying to win yeah, his job. I mean, that's – that's that, but that's kind of the point I was making was, like, 
at, at what point in time did he struggle with his throws? And that was the whole storyline leading up to the game. And even through the game was, was Jared Goff in that thumb. Like, how many times do we hear that throughout the game? But he, he wasn't struggling to make the passes. Like, he was making every throw he needed to make. They're just, they weren't good enough to beat you. Like, it was just that plain and simple was you were the better team, both offensively and, and actually, like, their defense is better than your defense, but your defense showed out way better they did in that game. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, right? I mean, obviously, they'll play Tampa Bay, and we'll dive into the whole Tampa um, Bucks game. And I like what Bills was saying, too, about how the coach and the QB preparation was just unmatched. And, and, and you know, nothing surprises Rodgers. I think that, and to your point about the pocket presence and stuff, and, and I think, um, right, he's, I mean, he is playing really well, but I also think that offensive line, he didn't get sacked. That's a, that's another yeah. thing. But I think that's so important in this whole equation. Because I think about how he was one of the sack quarterbacks a few years ago when McCarthy got fired. Right. Well, I mean, it's that that's huge for any team. But going along with the coach and and, and QB preparation is, I know you won't say it, but I'm going to say it for you. Is we're in year two of the Packers, and going into this, everyone was saying no shot Rodgers can can gel with a with another coach because he's he's too big of a Type A personality, all that stuff. Like, did, did we all see them hugging pregame? Like they're. They're, they're they're pretty good together. Like yeah, you might see them yelling at each other on the sidelines when when stuff's going going wrong, but that's just a normal you know relationship. Like there's going to be good times and bad times, but it seems like those two gel pretty darn well. I'm gonna disagree. Zach, do you have any <laughs> any comments? No, that's that's a great point, Chad, about the hug because I was watching it too. That was a long hug. That wasn't like it was a. That wasn't like a pat on the back, you know, three-second guy. That was like a 30-second game, like, whispering sweet nothings in the ears, too. It was good. <laughs> that, was, that was love, is what that was. Um, and, all right, let me – and also, Kenny Clark was also phenomenal. I thought stopping the run, he was great. Lucas Patrick was phenomenal, too, playing the offensive line for them. I thought, the, like, the trench stars, if you will, uh, were those two guys on both sides of the ball. Now, let me, Chad, we were doing this thing last week, like, going through the playoff picture and, like, breaking down these games, and we were, like, kind of do, like – it's like, right, if you're listening to our podcast and your team lost, like, it sucks. Like, like it's like a hangover, and people are talking about, like, going out to drink, like, that day, and you're just like, stop talking. Like, okay, but let's do something. Let's give them the hangover cure, right, whatever that is. And we kind of do, like, a like where, where do we go from here now for the team that just got knocked out? So, you know, looking at the Rams, um, I, I mean, I don't think it's uh, – it's probably a pretty generic way of going about it, but I think, right, Jared Goff's probably the center point of this conversation. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Like, where do we go with, with L.A.? I think for me is you basically dethrone the Seahawks, in a sense, as the, the top guys in that division, even though you, they didn't finish first in regular season. I mean, you knocked them out in the playoffs. The 49ers fell down. The Cardinals are still kind of in the middle there. Um I think that's a that's a big takeaway. I feel like if you look at the division right now, I think the Seahawks are on the on the decline. I think Niners are going to be pretty stagnant, and I think this is the Rams' turn again in the division. I think so. To me, that's a good just from I mean, a that, picture that, perspective. Now, Zach, you were skeptical. Uh, I can't even talk skeptical of them. I, okay, this is it's been a bad time. At least right there, I finally got it out. Um, this is me hosting, uh, but right of, of this team, and I, I feel like right. Like, are they, you're not, I mean, cause you're saying all these, these things, right? Like you're giving the positives on the show, like this Mojo Monday, but like, is, do you believe this? Like, like are we going to, are we going to sit here in June talking football and you're going to be sitting here saying, do you care? The, 
The Rams are the team. They're the cream of the crop in the NFC East or the NFC West. They, they dethrone the Seahawks, right? Like the 49ers declined. Like the you know like the the, uh, the Cardinals were like you know all over the place. This is me getting nervous, by the way, because we're about to get to the Bucks game, and I'm just like. <laughs> uh, but right, I mean, uh, but I guess answer that right. Like, do you feel good about them moving forward? I mean, they. I didn't have high expectations for them this year, and they they didn't make the playoffs last year, right? Um, I think they were out last last season because it was the Niners and Seahawks were in, I believe. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I think you know making that big of a jump and getting to the divisional round is huge. And I, yeah, to answer the question, I think it's between them and Arizona next year. I think Seattle's just going to start free falling a little bit. Um, but I would say the Rams. You know, not to get too far ahead. Yes, I will be talking about the Rams in June. Uh, Whitworth yeah. pushed around that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad, what were you saying? No, I mean, I, I think the Rams' defense is not going anywhere. Um, so that's going to be a force, and, and you can always sit back on on that. But, I mean, here's the thing, and we all saw it, is the offense has to improve. Um, now, good news for Rams fans is they have a running back. Um, so, I mean, Cam Akers, throughout the regular season, he was kind of just building, 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 and then, you saw him explode in the first playoff game, um, and, and he didn't. He had himself a pretty decent day um, against the Packers as well. I mean, he, he didn't pop off for any massive runs, but he was definitely more than serviceable as, as a running back. So him coming back will be huge. Um, I think the, the X factor, we say it's Jared Goff, but I, I don't really consider that to be an X factor for them. Like, McVay calls that offense completely like, – he will be making adjustments up until the 15-second clock. It goes off in Jared Goff's helmet. So, like, I don't necessarily think Jared Goff's the X factor. I think the X factor is that receiving core. Um, like a couple of years back when they went to the Super Bowl, you had Robert Woods, Bob Woods. Like that guy was was kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Cooper Cup, who was unfortunately injured for this playoff game. Um, so, like, those are the two guys that you're going to need to rely on heavily. Um, and, and they're going to have to have, you know, big seasons. But what I do think is a huge positive for them was Van Jefferson getting some run um, in that in that playoff game. Uh, he had five or six catches, um, I want to say, for like 60 yards. Um, so yeah, you can build off that. Like he can be that wide receiver that comes in for 15, 20 snaps a game um, and provide some sort of help, leverage across the field, any of that, right? Um, the biggest thing that I said when you compare anything we talk about with Justin Jefferson and the Eagles is, yeah, he may have had a great season out with, with Minnesota, but on the Eagles, there would be no one on the other side, like Adam Thielen, that would take away any of the defenders to make him as good as he was. So, Having multiple wide receivers within your within your group, that is where you see the big potential for for people getting a lot of yards and and, and completing the football. So, um, I, I think the wide receiver core is going to be the X factor next yeah. year. And I think to add to that, real real quick, their tight ends have were just inconsistent. Higby and Everett, they were like kind of non-existent. I saw that's what uh, Chris Beal said in the chat about that big body. I think if they one of those guys can step up or they improve that position on offense. I think that also helps big time. So, 
Now, it's fine. I feel like I've been like harping on this game. Like, so, all right, we got to get off the Packers game because we'll get to the box and, you know, chat. Well, you know what? Let me, let me do this real quick. I need to give everyone a shout out here because you guys were a hell of an awesome support line. Zach, you were remote. Chad, you were in person. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. But no, you were there. Yeah, you were there yeah. with the every no, step we of the way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and everyone in between, right? You know, my family, Emily was there for me. Like, hey, we got the, we had the whole support system. Joe P was there in the living room. RV, it was, it was a, and class was there. It was a beautiful scene. And then it was also, I even got the pictures here. Joe, uh, Joe G and Kelly were rocking the Packers jerseys. You see, this is awesome. This was incredible. This is there a magical you moment. You know, this is, this is, this is a beautiful thing. Um, and then, and then, uh, our, uh, my buddy Nick, uh, down Louisville, him and his buddy Jackson, they both had cheese, uh, heads on there. <laughs> um, it was awesome. So he sent me this. So I thought, um, those were cool. So that was, that was a pretty, uh, pretty awesome support system. All right. Now, let me stop being biased and hogging the show with the Packers. Let's move over. Uh, let's talk about this Ravens Bills game, right? Okay. And we got to give, we got to be gentle. Uncle Ricky is a Ravens fan. We got to be gentle with this. All right. Um, so let's walk through this. Was answer me this question. Was it a good game? I mean, uh, three, the answer is no because you guys pausing. Yeah, the answer yeah. is no, but it was three it was three and three at halftime. So it was a it was close game. Close, at least. It, was inter- it was interesting. Yeah. It didn't go any way it didn't go any of the ways that I thought it was going to go, if that if that is <laughs> helpful here. it was I don't know. I I look back at this game and I, I just think, like, what what did I? I mean, here I'll actually, all right, I'll double down. I'll ask you guys the same question I was asking myself because I didn't even come up with an answer. What is the takeaway from this game? Like, we're okay. Obviously, like, we can go in two directions, right? We can go with the Ravens' direction, which well, let's wait for that one. We'll do the, the where are they going now thing because that's the general topic for the team that got knocked out anyway. So let's look at the Bills. Like, what did we learn about them? Right, gritty. I mean, but I'll start maybe this time because I put in the Packers stuff over to you guys. Gritty win. Right? It's a gritty playoff. Like, these guys haven't won playoff games in like 25 years. So like the fact that they're just winning playoff, like that's healthy. That's a healthy thing for their culture. It's and, and they won by 14 points, right? Like, so it's a win. Stephon Diggs still played really well. Josh Allen found a way to get the win for him, even though like Ray wasn't the sexiest thing offensively for them. So I think that's the takeaway. Let me see what else I had. Obviously, the pick six saved them. Um, and I might as well just play the B-roll so we have, like, you know, so people can actually have some highlights by, you know, not to see me rambling on. Um, but, right, I mean, I mean, the Johnson pick was huge, and that's the second interception in the postseason um, this year. And I, I think the other thing I look at with the Bills, too, is their eighth straight win. And that's the best streak they've had since 1990, right? So it's the first AFC championship they're going to since 1994. But to win eight straight games the first time since 90, that's still pretty good. I, I mean, obviously they're riding their defense, but – it was a good win. Why are we watching Cold Silence? Yeah, and, and, I, and I think I think all eight of those wins were by double digits too. If I'm, if I remember correctly, but uh, I think a big thing that has been getting lost with the Bills talk is their uh, their defense. So yeah, obviously the pick six was, was big, but they forced five fumbles. They didn't recover any of them, but they forced five fumbles <laughs> in that game. So you know, if you recover like one or two of those, this game is easily twenty-four to three or worse. You know, so um, I think their defense and Leslie Frazier is doing a really good, really good job with that defense. And uh, you know, they basically the run for the Ravens was nothing. They, the run was non-existent for the Ravens, and that's their offense, and that's hence why there was only three points. Um, and another thing with running the ball, the Buffalo the. I was almost going to say the Buffalo Sabres. The Bills only ran the ball 
16 times in that game, and seven of those were for Josh Allen runs. So there was only, what's that, nine designed running back runs? Like, yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting point real quick. I'll almost like, keep this conversation spinning off that point, Zach. Does it concern, like, what does it make you feel better that they can stop the run more than it concerns you that they can't run the ball? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's a something's going to give in this next game because, right? Like, first of all, I'll make my point, I guess, real quick, just because, you know, whatever. I guess I'm, I don't know why I'm like, making the points person this, this little segment. Um, right. I mean, Kansas City's offense, as much as everyone wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes and, and, and how great he is, it flows through their run game and their running backs, right? Like, they, they right. I mean, Chad, you remember from the Andy Reid days in, in Philadelphia, it's the same idea. I mean, right, like the way they use their running backs, the way they incorporate their run game into their passing game is so important. So if the Bills can take that away, that's huge. But at the same point, you can't go in, on the road in Arrowhead and not chew up some clock, run the ball effectively, especially when the Chiefs secondary is playing pretty well and their defense has been playing better, getting some pressure. Yeah, well, I was gonna make I was gonna make kind of. Yeah, a, I mean, yeah. no, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I, we might be on the same wavelength. Yeah, I was. I really think this is going to be a passing game. I think if Mahomes is playing, like that, both teams are just going to spread it out, and we're, we're going to get a little bit of a bloodbath. Like, I mean, I know, I know, uh, Kansas City's defense is playing better down the stretch. Um, and I know the Bills have been sitting on their defense, but I, I just don't think it's, it is physically possible to contain Patrick Mahomes for four quarters. Um, so I think, I think both teams, it's weird that you don't usually see both teams game planning for this, but I think both teams are going to be trying to run up the score and, and get points um, as quickly as possible. I don't think it's going to be one of those games where one team is just trying to eat clock. Like, I don't think the Bills, I think if you have that mindset, you're almost trying to lose. Like It's like you can do that against most NFL teams, but when you play a Brady or a Mahomes, like, and they are just locked in a Rodgers where um, they're locked in, they're scoring points at will, you can't be that team that just sits there and is like, I need to chew up the clock and run the ball and, and then see if we can get in the end zone. Like, you need to have that will and desire to push that ball deep down the field and, and, and score as quickly as you can. Yeah, no, exactly. And what I was going to also add, I feel like the Bills offense is a little – I know how I know Andy Reid with his running backs. So I know that. But, like, I feel like the Bills offense is a little bit similar to the Chiefs as far as their passing game and how they – what they do there with both quarterbacks being semi-comparable, I'd say, from a um, – you know, their elusiveness and just ability to scramble and throw the ball on the run and the athleticism. I feel like they're pretty, they're pretty similar. Um, I know like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I know he's not playing obviously, but when it was him and Bell, I thought they only each got maybe eight touches a game. So I just think both teams are pretty pass heavy. And like Chad, to your point, I think that's how it's going to be. And Baltimore, I mean, you think about it, they, they, they led the league in rushing last two years and they had 32 rushing attempts just all together for 150 yards. Like, Yikes. <laughs> um, but, uh, so that point, let's talk about that for a second, right? Like, where do we go from here? And, and, and I like what Beals was saying, how Lamar is the most dangerous person on the field any given game, but, like, you got to make him make those throws. And he's not – like, in my opinion, like, I'm not trying to, like, spin into, like, that, that take on FS1 or whatever. Like, say, so, like, did he really prove anything this playoffs? Like, I'm sure that's the segment. I didn't watch any of the, the sports segments today, but I'm sure 
excuse me, at some point that someone's making like like empathize when you hear like like let's not BS each other, but like what like what is the takeaway from the Ravens playoff run this year, and what do you think about them moving forward? And and to that point, I agree with Bills in the chat. Like I think that Lamar still needs to make some throws in general in his career. Like so, where are we with that? And where he is in his career? Like are my, are we like basically is he growing so fast that we're almost going hard on him now at this point, or is this something that's like? All right, we're we're getting here. It's year three. You won the MVP. Like this should have been more of a run. Like I don't like where where are we at? He needs to throw for more than three thousand yards a season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I don't really know where we where we are per se. But what what I think we get caught up in in this day and age, and I think it, social media plays into it because everyone has an opinion, um, is quarterbacks, players, like whatever it is, it's, it's not made overnight. Like, year one, two, three, maybe even four, you're going to have growing pains. Um, you're going to have times where the, where the player looks like they're the best player on the field, and you're going to have times where they're the worst player on the field. Um, now, certain fans don't know how to deal with that, and that's, and that's okay. But I think our national media at this point in time has been like, the second you get drafted, you have to perform um, or you're just going to be labeled as that guy that, that doesn't have it fully. Um, but like, you can't just be Patrick Mahomes. Like that can't, that doesn't just happen. Like there, there is times where, where players need to have some years to just grow into their number one role on their team. Um, and then number two, just to become the player that, that they need to become like, I'll go back to the Packers again, just because it's it, it stuck with me from the broadcast. Was they're talking about again year two? It's incredible what Rodgers is doing. They, they use the word incredible. It's incredible what Rodgers is doing um, in the second year of a new offense. So, like, if you have NFL analysts that, that study the game and that's all they do all year long, they study the game of football. They're telling you that it is incredible that a Hall of Fame quarterback has almost mastered his, his new offense in two years, like, that should tell you something. These guys are coming from college where they have, I'd say, about 50 to 60% of the language that they're using in the NFL. So they have about 40 to 50% gap of language they just need to learn. Um, and then they have to be able to process that and make the plays in real time, which in the NFL is like that. So it's, it's, it's challenging. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that's incredible. Ready? Let me throw a stat at you as we as we move over into the Sunday games real quick. So here's an interesting stat that I texted Zach about today. Um, Chad, I think you'll I, I didn't tell you this one actually. So get this. So obviously both these teams, the Packers for the Bucks, Bills will play the Chiefs. And it's funny because the Bills, I, I don't know, I'm like trying to like think of how like to hype this up and like do like a fighting, like, you know, type of thing, like to hype the crowd up for for the stat. Because I was proud of myself for finding this today. But uh, and this was not – I didn't read this in an article. I found this on my own on uh, ESPN, but kind of. But um, all right. So, anyway, the Bills and the Chiefs played each other week six. Bills lost. Packers played the Bucks week six. Packers lost. So, both teams that lost are playing each other again. They, they both played, played week six and they lost. Yeah. And they, so, they they both, played, everyone yeah. played each other week six. The results were what they were. Now they're rematching, but it's in the, at both places. It's the opposite location. And uh, what was the other thing I was just going to add into this? This is the whole point. I was going to bring it up. Um, 
Well, this is exactly. I tried. I overhyped you, myself. You both. You both lost by more than fourteen. Is that what it was? No. Um, no, because oh no, were, it was, actually, it wasn't that interesting. I was going to say that like the teams that lost played on Saturday, the teams that won played on Sunday. So basically, uh, like okay. I figured that's why I'd save like the spinning in of looking at these other games. Obviously, we'll talk about it on Thursday, but um, in more in, in depth. But I, I mean, it's whew, that's pretty interesting. It is, and this is a season of like ebbs and flows. I feel like, and this just falls right into that. So you know, hopefully, the tides turn and they're a little different for, uh, for this week. Yeah, hey, fan of those teams, but maybe there's fans of the Bucks and the Chiefs. One up. Um, all right, let's let's look at that Browns Chiefs game because the reason why the stage is set the way it is. I mean, would you guys agree with me that this was the best game of the weekend? Yeah, I the mean, yeah, Chiefs. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised. I thought the Chiefs were going to mop the floor with, with the, uh, the Browns. So, more good, you know, credit credit to the Browns. I mean, <laughs> you, you go to Arrowhead, you lose by five. I mean, you know, granted, Mahomes obviously got got knocked out with the concussion, but Chad Henney is is a good back. He's a very serviceable back quarterback, as we saw. So, you know, we're well, taking. Uh, and it's funny because I, I mean, there's there's a few takeaways I think I have in this game. It's this was a game, Zach, that I thought about. It's not about what you did right. It's about what you don't do wrong. Right? And, and the Browns did too many things wrong in this game where you're just like, oh, yeah. you can't do that. Like, the obviously Rashad not, Higgins. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was because that's the obvious one. The Rashad Higgins uh, uh, touchdown snap through. I mean, I might as well roll the highlights while I'm at it. Um, Hold on. Can I, can I get – can we pause that right now and, and, and get this into a debate because – Beals is actually great that he's he's on right now. I was yelling all yesterday. I think that's the worst rule in all of sports. I honestly hate that rule. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. If you fumble anywhere else on the field and it goes out of bounds, you do not lose possession. So why on earth that it goes out of bounds two inches farther up the field? It's not only do you lose possession, but like the other team's getting the ball 20, 20 yards up the field. I, I, I completely, agree. I completely agree. I think if anything, like maybe it's a five-yard penalty or ten-yard penalty, but you still maintain possession. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, completely agree. It's, I think it's 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 bogus. Yeah, I'm an idiot, by the way. I cut the highlights like too early, so let me let me run the whole the whole clip so people can be like, <laughs> "What the hell is he talking about?" Um, right. I mean, and, and, and this is huge. I mean, here it is, right here. Um, oh man. Duh. That's what I want again. <laughs> it, it makes me cringe as a football fan seeing that. Um, all right, blah, 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 yeah, let's talk about the rule. I think right here. Yeah, I think that I'm okay with the rule because I think the main point is just to prevent people from just you know trying to throw the ball over the pylon and making it look like oh shoot, I mean I dropped it. The base sent. I don't care if you dropped it. I don't care if you fumbled it. I don't care. Like right, like it, it yeah. is what it is. Now, if you want to argue that it's too steep of a penalty that the other team automatically gets the ball at the 20 and starts going, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't – this doesn't happen enough that I care. And it also, like, like to, to be like, oh, no, they need to change this. It's like, no, I'm not going to – I'd be almost I, – I would challenge anyone that says change the rule. I'd be like, well, when's the last time that happened? Tell me when, like, where you cared. Like, right, because it's like – if you can't name it, then it's just like, all right, like, I mean, it's just because we're lost in the moment right now. We want to change a rule. Um, I don't know. That's just my interpretation. But, like, to me, I also think don't drop the ball. Like, Bradley, don't that, that drop was, it. That was, that was Bill's point was, you know, ball security and, 
and you, you know the rule as an NFL player, so you just shouldn't be extending if, if you know, it's that important. But well, let's uh, think about it for a second, right? This is in, in a world where we always talk about how this league favors the offense with the rules. Like, give the defense something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not uh, a you're not, you're not going to be able to convince me into this one, but I will, I will say that you're making good points. Right, that's it. I like that. See, you know what? That's, that's growth, Chad, for both of us. Like, as a country, <laughs> people need to hear something like that because, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, Dave, all day. See, this is beautiful that we're, you know, making progresses together like, with, with sports debates. Um, all right, let's move uh, over real quick, though. With the whole Henny given Sunday idea of this game, right? This is, I mean, Chad Henny played well, Zach. I mean, what were you thinking when he enters that game? Well, you know, when Mahomes gets knocked out instantly, you're like, oh, well, the Browns are definitely in it now. Like, are the Browns going to win? You know, of course, like, you get those type of thoughts, you know, because it's not Mahomes, it's a backup quarterback. And I think any other backup quarterback who who is in a veteran or has experience like Henny, especially because Henny's been in that system for a while, too. Any other backup quarterback, I think, it can turn out a lot worse for the Chiefs. So, and that third and fourteen run, Chad. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that yeah. was that was Daniel Jones esque. <laughs> yeah, except Jones, except except uh, Henny didn't trip over himself. So, <laughs> so fun. Um, but uh, how about the fourth and inches play call to throw it to do the pass? Yeah, I, the I, hill. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was almost had a, like a heart attack. I know, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a run, but hey, uh, that shows that Reed, you know, trusts Henny to make a well play design, good play design. Obviously. Also, I thought it was kind of funny um, when when Henny loaded up and, and threw that interception. Just the amount of times you see a ball go up in the air like that for the Chiefs, like you just think Tyree Hill or Michael Ottoman's going to be on the other end of that and, and catch a touchdown. So, like, the ball goes in the air. I'm like, oh, okay, well, the Chiefs are still going to be the Chiefs. And it just was nowhere close. Well, and I, I thought think, that was hilarious. I thought, I thought it spoke volumes, too, about, well, you could look at this as a glass half-empty or half-full mentality. I love Andy Reid's confidence in his offense to go out there and win the game. It's almost like, what do you say about your defense? Well, actually, no, I think it's just trusting your defense because if you don't get it, you trust your defense to still get the stop. So, no, yeah. I think I actually love it. Now that I actually say that, that's just the first time I said it out loud today. I found myself in that moment. All right, but, um, no, I mean, it's a huge win for them. Mahomes should be fine, too. I mean, right, that's the other part of this elephant in the room, if you will. Um, I thought his head got was- knocked off. That was scary, though. Right, the way yeah. he got up and was was he didn't have any control over his his uh, extremities. This hard. Um, that was horrible. Yeah, you don't like to see that. But I mean, the, the, the what I was saying to people at work and and um, throughout the day is he was tweeting after the game. So like that's as He's little fine. as it seems. Like is is if you're looking at your phone, like you're probably not saying that he would he would have been you know okay to play the football game. He obviously wasn't. If you're looking at your phone the same day you got concussed, it's it's not they tell you a not major to do that, concussion. So, like, I'm sure they, yeah. would, you know, yeah, it's not it's not it's not a major major concussion where he's going to be out. Even if it was like 50 they, like the Chiefs know this, like they know people like us are talking about this, like they wouldn't let let him tweet that stuff out, like if he, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, yep. So I mean, he, the, yeah, go ahead, Zach. And as I also heard someone reported that he was he also got like the wind knocked out, knocked out of him too. Apparently, when he. Uh, when he went that tackle, so I think it was a combination. Yeah, no, I, that's violence. happened to me where you, you just kind of lose your breath for a second before you get the, the spin or whatever and like spin into the wall. Mm. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's happening like once or yeah. twice. Maybe I'll eat. Sure. Yeah. I'm not getting tackled by an NFL linebacker. I know that much. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think uh, the other takeaway for me is, I mean, it's a good one for the Chiefs, right? I'm happy for Bryson and the crew. Got to give them some love out there. Um, the Chiefs need to be a little bit better, though. That's my little takeaway. Grant, a win's a win, but the Bills are a different animal. Yeah, it's like – it's. but the thing is, like, I feel like every playoff game in the Chiefs stadium, something weird happens. Like, I'm not saying they lose. not saying they lose the game, but just something weird happens. It's always a game. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. Like, something like the Steelers winning that divisional game where they didn't score a touchdown, but they still won the game. Like, think about that. Like, you go to Arrowhead, you're playing them, and you don't score a touchdown. They do score a you touchdown, win. but you win the game. <laughs> like, and yeah. you, but – um, and then the other takeaway I have is but let's talk real quick about uh, the Browns. I thought Baker looked really good. I mean, I'll, kind of, I'll just have that like kind of flow into our little, like, you know, where do we go from here thing. But, like, I thought he played really well. Pretty well. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I took his, his under in completions, and he, he had to just make that 23rd completion. Was that the Hooper um, one? Yeah, no. What? Was that the Hooper was one? 20... No, it was <laughs> – his over under on completion was was twenty was twenty two and a half. Oh, was it that Hooper one? I thought you okay. Um, no, it was earlier. In, it was or later in the fourth quarter. Um, but oh, God, I yeah. thought yeah, I, I thought he did. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I, I think exactly what Romo was saying throughout the game is is he's kind of grown into that role um, that he's not turning the ball over. He's just going to be that guy that leads them down the field. Um, relies on their run game, so he just he kind of knows the kind of quarterback he is now, which is that is again talking about finding yourself in an offense. It seems like Mahomes or geez, Mahomes. It seems like Baker has found himself in that offense. So um, I think moving forward for them, they're going to be heavily run dominant, um, and they're going to have to build the defense has to be built. Which I was saying this yesterday. Am I an idiot? I thought they've been drafting with all their draft picks they've had, the defense. Like, why is their defense not good? It's good. I don't know. I just thought they had a rough day. And they're just in the middle and of the Even going into it, their, their, stats, their stats are not a, like, they're not a top really? 10, top 15 defense. No. Yeah, they're just kind of middle ground. Yeah, they don't do anything crazy on defense. No, it's pretty vanilla. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's their biggest – their biggest need, I mean, obviously they have Denzel Ward, you know, um, I think they need some more help in the secondary though. And, you know, yeah. Vernon can, Vernon had a decent year, Olivier Vernon, but he might need some more help up front. Just, well, yeah, and I love what Bill said too in the chat, because I totally agree that, that the fact that I, I said, I remember saying it, uh, me and Ellie were watching the game yesterday and I was saying to her, the minute he fumbled that ball, I was like, that's the game. Like, that's like, you can't win that game when you do something like that. Where you, that's such a swing of a bit. Like, that's everything. Especially the it's playoffs. a 10-point swing, right, because they got a field goal before halftime. That's seven points that they could have had, and they mm-hmm. gave up three instead. Yeah, no, playoffs, there's no room for, for mistakes like that. No, you can't get away with it. But No. The Saints were like, anything you can do, I can do better. How about four turnovers? Yeah, you think you're going to look at tell that? Yikes. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, and they were in it like they, they were living to tell a tale for, through the second turnover. But um, well, actually, real quick, before we go into that game, did you guys see Tyreek Hill? 
like shove Greg Lewis, like that whole thing. Yeah, but um, so uh, I mean, this is still up for debate um, since it is Tyreek Hill and, and the world that we live in. Um, I did see though that that both Greg Lewis and Tyreek came out and were just like, nah, like we we have a really good relationship. Uh, apparently, they're like brothers or uncle. I think he called him like he's he, he like he he sees him as like his uncle. Um, so. I still the amount of times I've seen that video, I still don't see how it was a, a quote unquote friendly push. Um, like he was definitely pretty animated, pretty upset that that he wasn't throwing the football um, on that play. But like, yeah, I don't know. And my other thing about this was, yeah, he was open on that play, but he was open for Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't, he wasn't open for Chad Henney. Like he he had about like a, a foot or. Like he, was, he, just, he wasn't wide open. He was he was open for the quarterback that should have been in the game, not the one that was playing. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, it was a pretty vicious push, if you ask that's me. A good, yeah, so that's, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the, but I, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I just think that it's one of those things where like, – I, I mean, it's probably it's, – it's a – I mean, you can watch that loop, and it's three seconds. Like, it's so hard to take three seconds. But, I mean, generally, I would say I would not like pushing your coach. But, I mean, but, you know, it's what it is. Um, all right. They won the game, right? So that's all that matters. But also, let's jump into this. Uh, let's go over the Bucks and Saints real quick. So um, this was an awful first half, right? I mean, it wasn't until that interception. It kind of got the, the Bucks juices flowing. And then, like, right, I don't know. This was not – it was chippy. It's physical. I mean, what do you guys think? I've been I've been rambling on all show. What what do you guys think of this game? No, I, I agree. I think it was physical. I, I think when I texted you today, I credit to the Bucks defense. They played great defensively, but I kind of feel like the Saints like handed them this game on a platter a little bit in the second half. And uh, you know, Brady looked good. You know, nothing you know, he played their offense in the and I thought Fournette and uh Ronald Jones ran very well, very aggressive, like pounding the ball forward, and they had a very good game combined. Um, but I feel like the Saints—I feel like the Saints lost this more than the Bucks won it. Maybe I don't know. I'll probably get criticized for that, but that's whatever. By the way, I love for quick before not to harp on Tyree Kill thing. But I love the chat was saying I said I never saw a nephew hit an uncle on the football sideline before. Yeah, that was. I saw that to go on. That's so true. Uh, and those turnovers really did kill them in that game. And, and right, and I, and, you know, look at the Saints. It's like. I look at this game and say the Jared Cook fumble is what tur- was the turning point in this game. Yeah, completely. Right? Like it wasn't yeah. so much about the Bucks winning; it was about like the Saints doing wrong. I mean, we're, and I'm, I'm guessing I'm not like throwing the stat out there, but I with a little bit of confidence, I'm saying they, they obviously. I think the the Saints turn or yeah, all four of their turnovers were south of the fifty. Like for the Bucks to go in and, and cash in on points relatively easy. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the last. Interception, I think, was at like the their own forty-eight, maybe. And the broadcast actually mentioned that that was the worst starting field position of of the four turnovers. So yeah, there was I think there was just one where it started on their own side of the ball, but it was literally the forty-eight. So um, that, that's massive. And Zach, you created the running uh, the running game, obviously, and, and you're right because dude, I'm looking at Tom Brady's stat line. It was eighteen for thirty-three for one hundred ninety-nine yards, like. Yeah. <laughs> if his name's not Tom Brady, if his name's 
Gus Bounding. Like, are we are we saying that you know he's that, that's a Jared Goff type of stat line? Yeah, uh, but here's here's the thing that I, I've been I haven't said it to Karen yet, and uh, I'm just gonna have to say it on the show because that's what we're here for. The only scary part, not only, but one of the scary things about that game last night was Brady made a couple of throws that were Brady-esque, and they just weren't caught. Like, Gronk, Gronk catches that touchdown in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I don't know how I know, because he did catch that touchdown against the Eagles the exact same way. Um, God, Godwin, too. And yes, and Godwin, yeah. Godwin, right off of his hands. Like, that is a dime that's put exactly where, where it needed to be. Um, so like he's still living, he's still out there. Um, that's that's the scary part is is they didn't even play a complete game in that, and they still won. And, and further to that point, their leading receiver was Cameron Bree. <laughs> so, oh man, that, that speaks to that speaks to how the receivers okay. play in the game. All right, as I you know relax here for a second. <laughs> I mean, I there's two sides of that coin. I mean, right, like I. You could be the person that has the take saying, well, they both to tell a tale. Like, they must be a good team because they found a way to win. Like, but, but, but you could also be like, how many times are you going to pull that off? Like, you can't go up to Green Bay and do that, can you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I don't know either. I just, I just, the, the only point I'm making here is that he, he can still make those throws when he needs to make them. So, yeah, I mean, and, and uh, also, yeah. you want to talk about Tom Brady's accolades at 14th Conference Championship? It's like, what, the fourth yeah. most ever? For just a team. <laughs> well, did, did you see the stat that said he has uh, more playoff victories than I think um, like 27 franchises in the NFL? It's insane. It, it's crazy. And, and of course, the number one team was the Patriots, which he was on. So I don't know why they're even a, even a part of that. Sounds like a team stat. stat. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. Exactly right. Um. No, but talking about stats, uh, one that jumps out at me at this. Let's let's look them over here for a second. Let, not like you know running away at this NFC Championship talk because we'll do that on Thursday. Michael Thomas zero catches. Yeah, can't guard Mike. Apparently in the playoffs you got. I mean, yep. yikes! Like, I so I have I I I don't have words for this one. I I I personally hate Michael Thomas. So why? Because you're Penn State fan. Um, an Eagles fan. I mean, it's just I mean, bad blood. Yeah, I understand I mean, it. Sure, sure. You can, but I no, not even that. Like I just when I said earlier that Devontae is able to talk, like he wasn't the he wasn't the talker that he was now when he when he was kind of coming up, right? Right. Um, Michael Thomas has been that guy the whole way through, and I just like, like I don't know. He's been catching slant passes from one of the best quarterbacks in the game for his whole career. Like, okay, good for you. Like, it's not It's not like he he breaks anyone down on these insane routes with his footwork. Like, that's not the receiver he is. Like, he's really good at five and ten yard slants across the middle and then being a big body target in the red zone. Like, that's, that's Michael Thomas. I, I can't believe that from an offensive game plan perspective, at halftime they weren't like, all right, we need to get Mike involved. Like, let's just do a quick screen pass just to ha- just to get him, you know, get the juices flowing and get him, you know, some confidence. I can't believe they didn't try to do that or anything, like, simple. Like, give him at least something to get, you know, some type of mojo going. It's, it was just bad coaching, in my opinion. And what do you think, real quick, about this in the chat, that uh, Rodgers and the weather will take up Brady in the box? I mean, I, I, obviously it's Monday, and we're not, like, 
jumping in. I think it's supposed to be 25 and snow on Sunday. I mean, I mean, does that play a role? I know what you, let me, I know what you're going to say. I mean, Brady's Brady's not, Brady won't be affected by the weather. But, but he's living in flood. You can't have it both ways. And this is not even being a biased Packers fan. I'm more just saying, like, can't, like, as I would be saying this if he was playing, you know, whoever in the cold. Like, you, just, you can't go down to Florida, like, turn into a Floridian and, like, know the humidity now and be good at that, even though he wasn't good at that, you know, he was with New England. Now, all of a sudden, go back up to the north and be like, oh, we played New England a year ago. That works. Like, if you lived in Florida for a year and then went up to, you know, the coldest spot, like, you, you think your blood type's going to be the same? That's me really just challenging that I as think, a football fan. I don't know. I think you're I think you're reading into that a little bit too much. I, okay, the Flyers are losing. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with, with. I think he. I mean, he played in New England for forever. You know, so this is nothing yeah, new to him. So the weather doesn't matter. The Flyers are losing. That's what we're that's what well, getting the, whole, in the last fifteen seconds. Well, no, 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 no. I won't even. I won't say that though. Yeah, maybe the weather will matter for other people on the team, but I don't think it will matter specifically to Tom Brady. Yeah, I like that. Maybe a letter for Ned might matter, given that he played in LSU down south in Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and now he's got to try to carry the ball. Playoff Lenny, apparently. Lenny. This is Nick Lenny. Yeah. Get 107 yards rushing, Zach. All right, let me, Zach, let me put you on the spot here for a second because this is what we do. We're, we're brothers on this show. Like, well, in general, but just mean, well, not really, but you know what I mean? Like, this. I know what you're going to do. I just see the resemblance, Alice. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, a little Marvel Titans quote there. All right. But no, you know where I'm going, right? I'm putting you on the spot here because you said Tampa was like kind of your, your fat cat. Um, mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't going to happen in this year. It was overhyped. It was a dream team and, and nothing was. All right. They're here. We're here. We are here. They're here. We're here. Everyone's here. So, like, what? What now? What? So, a little preview, a little little early version of show versus street. My street version says it's because the NFC sucks, and that's why they're in the NFC Championship game. But, uh, no, in reality, like, they, they, as the year has he's saying per- if you believe it. No, I think, I think the path to the NFC, cha- NFC Championship game for them wasn't necessarily, like, the hardest thing compared to what other teams have had to go through in the AFC, for example. Um, not, you know, credit to them, they're in the NFC Championship. One game, but I think over this, as the season has progressed, I feel like the chemistry and just the team, you know, the, they've just really gelled as the season's gone, gone forward. And I think having that week, uh, week 13 by really benefited them uh, because it gave them to take a week off. You could, you have meetings with Brazilians over playbook stuff, any questions, you know. Um, team building, all that good stuff, and they just carried that, you know, into the playoffs, and it didn't hurt that their last three weeks of the regular season were against pretty cupcake teams, but hey, winning oh, helps. Twice. Just, yeah, just winning helps, and they got used to that, that feeling, and they've carried it through, so they're hitting their stride at the right time. So, yes, I was, uh, I was wrong. So, we also got to remember, like, that the first game was against Taylor Heineke, he- yeah. Heineke, Heineke, whatever the hell his yeah. name is. That's that's who they played in their first game uh, with, quote, like probably one if not two best quarterback of all time as their quarterback. Followed by they're playing Drew Brees at forty whatever years old and can't throw the ball down the field. So um, I think they ran into two teams that are quote unquote frauds. Like they're not. They're not a team that you, that I would tell you is going to go win a Super Bowl right now. Um, and they're playing a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. So I, I think it's going to be a lot different come Sunday. Um, 
and I, I don't think the Packers are fronts. I think they've 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 built off of momentum that they uh, acquired last year, and they have just ran with it the whole season. So I I, I really think uh, it's going to be a little bit different on Sunday. And Beals is right in the chat. It's all going to come down to time possession and, and turnovers too. I mean, right, like. Um... Right, like there's, or I was reading two things, but I thought you said time possession, same possession receiver. But no, but to the point of, um, right, the turnovers. I mean, that they they feasted on that on New Orleans, and that's why I mean, it was a ten point game and four turnovers to spot on that. And that's like almost like getting four strokes in golf. Um, all right, let's do real quick before we move into Mojo Monday and wrap up the show. Let's 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 do the like, where are we now with New Orleans? Right, I mean, uh, I mean, there's so many ways to look at this. I, we're in the Jameis era. Is that an era? Is that going to be an era? That's kind of like I don't want to like do a whole thing on that, but it's like right, like it's a quarterback market this year in the off season. Yeah, he only signed yeah. a one year deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I think Drew's definitely gone. I think uh, people read into the lip reading, and you don't know if it's completely accurate, but it did look like he said, "This is your team now," to Jameis, um, and then. He, he did that whole looking back thing and explained that he wanted to take one more look at the Superdome. So, like, it, it, the writing does seem to be on He's the wall with that one. The, I mean, the, the yeah. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman wouldn't have gone into that classy way of giving him like, his salute out if, like, they didn't, you know, I mean, my opinion. Yeah, no, no you're right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, like, it's Sean Payton, man. I don't think he's going to go out and get another quarterback right now. Um, not right now, as in like maybe a young guy, but I don't think he's going to get like a Matthew Stafford type right at this moment. I think they're going to, they're probably going to re-sign uh, Jameis for another year, one year deal, and I think they'll have a quarterback competition between Jameis and and uh, Trick Play Gadget Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if he wins that quarterback job, I, I don't even want to be around. Like it's, he's not good. I don't know why. People think that that guy's good at football. Taysom Hill, good. yeah, Taysom Hill. I'm I'm interested to see if if they do move forward with Jameis, which I would think they would. How much he if he did grow in this year behind Breeze from a you know um, decision making perspective, and just to see how much if any he's improved next season. So I, I will say I'm excited to see that if he is their quarterback. All right, so you want to do a little Mojo Monday then? Let's do it. All right, yeah, let's get the, yeah, let's get the vibes out. Uh, you know, I feel like these ladies are not, you know, vibing as much as they were in this, you know, this little video here. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's what it is. Better days, right? Um, all right, Zach, you want to do your Mojo Monday first? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, the Bills and the Ravens. So, as we know, Lamar Jackson got knocked out with a concussion and, and they lost and all that good stuff. So, not good stuff, but. All, every, we all know what happened. <laughs> so Bills fans, because of his con- he got concussed, they felt bad and things like that. They've donated. The number keeps changing every like hour, but they've donated over last I saw over three hundred sixty thousand dollars to Lamar Jackson, um, a charity that he supports called Blessings in a Backpack, which is um, it provides food for underprivileged children uh, during COVID, especially because usually, I guess, when people, you know, these kids would go to elementary school, that would be like one of their only ways they could eat food, I guess, snack time or whatever. And, you know, now that they're home, they might not have access. Uh, so it's a great, very, you know, giving back and 
speaks miles how great uh, like the the Buffalo and the the Bills fans are, you know, with their donations and what they do for the for not only their community but other communities, even of opposing teams. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I thought, I thought that was awesome. That's so classy. I, I've had a whole new appreciation for like Buffalo and the Bills fans, and like it's not you know it's just because I was more just naive to like the whole world of Western upstate New York, right? It's just so cool. Exactly, exactly. you've heard me say multiple times. I'm going to go up there now. Yeah, man, it, it, the football experience there is pretty insane. So, yeah, we'll have to go up. We, we it, it, yeah, we'll go up. Whether it, it, I don't care. It could be Eagles-Bills. It could be Packers-Bills, whatever. I'll well, go. I was going to say, so, Chad, get this. So, we were talking about next year what we want to start doing when things go back to normal is get, like, press credentials, and then we can, like, write articles and tell our stories about our experience going to a game or whatever. But it'd be cool to, like, go pick different places, like like a place like Buffalo or whatever, and see it. Um, but, yeah. I don't know if it started out there, but <laughs> you, you, want me to start, you want me to start with Tampa Bay Stadium? Yeah, there you go. I'll have, the, I'll have those press credentials. <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, that's we're insane. gonna I, if yeah. the Packers win, we're gonna do a hard segment about the whole like this Karen make a drive down there thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, thank you, do. To, oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're over on Sunday, Chad, that if if good things happen, you're wearing that Adams jersey right out the door. I will say one more thing about the Bills and Ravens. So Lamar Jackson actually stayed like when he was walking when they were going on their plane to leave. He took pictures with Bills fans too. So it speaks miles to how yeah, it speaks speaks miles to Lamar Jackson too. Uh, Absolutely, the sport he is, especially you know being concussed and you lose a playoff game, and um, it's just it's good to see you know. You're right. And I, and I love, first of all, shout out to the chat, by the way, for being awesome tonight. And, and Beatles was fantastic on the Facebook chat and all your number one fan and, and, and some other folks in the, in the, uh, in the Twitch chat were fantastic tonight. So that's our Mojo Monday. We appreciate everyone with the awesome football chatter tonight. Um, and I love what all your number one fan was saying too about Mojo Monday. Aaron Rodgers donating 500k to the Barstool Fund. That's pretty cool too. I didn't do that yeah. one because I figured I'd come off as biased. That's a great one. I love that one in the chat. Um, and then I'll throw out mine real quick. So I mean, I guess kind of just to harp on the whole like Drew Brees retiring and just, you know, I you know, I'll I'll say this. I, I know this probably sounds kind of cliche and corny, but I thought Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did a good job like setting up like the you know, whatever the word is, but the audience for, for Drew Brees going out. And I, I remember taking a second, just watching him through I know obviously through that pick and that was the whole thing, but I took a second to just appreciate just how good of a quarterback he was, and it was fun to watch him and just like kind of look at him as an ambassador in the league. And um, credit to him, but but mine, I, I you know, from Mojo Monday though was I thought it was cool Tom Brady and him having a moment after the game. I know I know everyone is kind of discussing over this. It's so cool, but no, I mean it really it really is. I mean, right, like you know, Tom Brady's got to go on that plane. They got to get their asses back to Tampa Bay immediately to start prepping for this next game. It's um, and I mean, right to have that moment. And, and you know, honestly, this sounds so weird. Just seeing Drew Brees playing with his kids and just seeing them loving each other and, and just like, I don't know, just a lot of, a lot of positivity out there on that field in that moment. Tom Brady throwing passes to his kids and, you know, right? Like Drew Brees helping his daughter, well, Drew Brees helping his daughter do like a handstand. Like this is really a cartwheel. Like it was just really cool. I don't know. I just, the whole thing was a really touching moment. Yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I, 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 and I, the funny thing was when I was watching that video is I watched it a couple of times and yeah, it was, you know, touching and all that stuff, but that's not why I kept rewinding it. Like he threw a dime. 
I don't like, the same thing. I can't really go back here. Let me pull it up again. The one, the one, the one kid played pretty good defense on the other end. The exact same thing. Here, let's look at it again. You're right. Oh my god, Chad. I, I, I thought that would like, maybe just be like, kind of weird to say, so I didn't put it in my notes. Like you oh know, god, you're right. You know, like a non, a, like a nonchalant blow that gets that gets intercepted. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. I know you guys are a little bit of delight. Oh my god, it, it, that's oh the throw. <laughs> no, it was. It was it was perfect to be honest. Um, it kind of puts it but, uh, how good these guys are. You need to put that right in his hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, what's funny is I wasn't prepared, but I do have I do have some good mojo. Is yeah, Chad, you got some. Lasalle killed the hawk once again. The hawk is dead, as per happens every year. Um, they're now one in ten. St. Joe's Hawks one in ten. Lasalle. Beat them today, MLK Day game. So that's my mojo right there. Is is the Hawk is dead? I, I saw you. Uh, you retweeted the pass. Uh, I forget was the, the kid from Coatesville, freshman behind the back for that guy. Yeah, so, Jim Jim Brickus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. He's he's a freshman. Um, get some good minutes. Um, it's it's typical of Sal though. Like some games were great. Some games we suck. A month ago, we are talking about Ron Rivera beating cancer. Now Mojo Mondays dropped to LaSalle knocking off a 1-10 St. Joe's team in, in, in Big 5 basketball in Philadelphia. Like, oh, my God. All right, here we are. Uh, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a radio show. They swept them. They swept them this year, Karen. They swept them. That's pretty good for LaSalle. There you go. It's Big 5. For anyone outside the Philadelphia area, Big 5 basketball. So it's Temple, LaSalle, Penn, St. Joe's, and Villanova. So, yeah, a lot of – but it's, but it's jealous, Even though right? Villanova's not in the city. Oh, yeah. Nope. I can test that. Temple is. LaSalle is. Yeah. No. North Philly. Yeah, hey, if you can go around to the school, it's definitely the Big Five. Like, that's what I look at. <laughs> um, all right. But, but don't, I'll tell you, don't rob us of the love. I'll tell you, that's actually a perfect way to spin into this. So, I'll tell you, give us a follow if you want to check out all the audio uh, episodes on Spotify and iTunes. You can check us out. Uh, Living Room Sports Talk is there for all the cool stuff. Uh, and then on social media, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. And make sure you check us out uh, at www.get-sidetracked.com for all the Z-Man's picks, which he does a phenomenal job every uh, weekend throwing those out there. Which you're, dude, you're the best for putting those out there, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, dude, they're, all, uh, they're awesome. Well, it was funny. The uh, wild card weekend, the picks on Saturday went 3-0, and and the picks on Sunday went 0-3. The ones this weekend with three and one, so we have a winning record. That you, damn straight, damn straight. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, and I'll say if you want the video episodes, uh, if you're not checking us out on Twitch, you can jump in, follow us, and subscribe. It's free to subscribe if you have Amazon Prime, which I feel like everyone has at this point. It's kind of like saying, like, do you have an iPhone? It's like most people do. Um, so yeah, give us a, uh, a subscription. I'm like try, like I've said this so many times, I'll try to spill it out so fast. Like, please subscribe. Um, all right, and then check us out on YouTube too. That's a free subscription on YouTube. Um, and you can check out highlights and all sorts of good stuff on the show there uh, as well. And then if you're feeling some of the gear, any type of cool stuff. Oh, we got Mike Murphy in the chat. How are we doing? Oh, Mikey. Oh, my God. Mikey. We got Mike back on the show. Oh, we definitely got to get Mike back on the show. Before I even, as I'm talking about, like, oh, go to the Sidetrack store. But, I mean, there's some cool stuff on the Sidetrack store. But we got to like, get Mike back on the show and talk. Um, especially baseball around the corner, too. It's not that Amen. 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 <laughs> I love a good member of the Titans quote. We definitely got to get him back on. 
Wait, speaking of the the uh, the the merch, can we get my death taxes to Monte Adams touchdowns going? Like, I need that shirt. Like, I, I'll buy four of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have to. Let's design that. Oh, yeah, we have to have them all for the Masters, too, by the way, Mike, too. Well, we'll have them all in February before the Masters, a little, little baseball chatter. Uh, no, we do need to do that. We need to do the death Taxes Devontae Adams touchdown shirt. I'm like so excited I can't even talk. I'm like slurring. Have you have by the way, have you have you seen like I don't do it every post so that I don't see every post, but with with some of these posts that Devontae puts out, I've just been putting it in the comments on, on his Instagram. Like just I'm hoping it just picks up steam. Like I just yes. I need that I need that to just like you start like we're gonna go somewhere perfect. someday and that's gonna happen. Yeah, like it's it's perfect like Thing. Like Barstool kind of brought that back. Um, so, get, like, give it to me. Let me have this moment. We need it. Um, <laughs> awesome. This was fun. We got there. This was fun. Having the chat involved and everything. This is a great night. Um, the chat was great having you back, too. Thanks. I, I mean, I was, I'm going to apologize to you guys. I thought it was a little bit long winded tonight, but it's, you know, first time back. No, no, no. This <laughs> is great because, hey, we're doing this show two, two, uh, two shows a week now, Monday and, th- and Thursday. Yeah. Awesome, all right, and, and, and hey, we got a little hockey here, boys. <laughs> yeah, four shots in the first period, Kieran. Four shots. One nothing uh, first for the good right, guys. Maybe I'll turn the vibes around. Uh, <laughs> right, I want to thank everyone for chatting in and listening. Uh, so we'll be back on the air on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Uh, Pretty much check us out on social media, all that cool stuff. But, yeah, this is a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have all the divisional pre- – or the uh, – I'm thinking about still like locked on these these games. Well, championship Sunday previews on yeah, I know. Well, championship Sunday previews on Thursday, uh, and yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So we'll see everyone on the other side. We'll.